Welcome to Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined by WUTY 97.9 FM Worcester Sports Radio host, Taylor Mack. Today, May 29th, we will bring to you three new interesting sports tech stories. The first story is about a new NBA technology partnership. The second story is how the NBA PA has positioned their players to still hold virtual camps with the uncertainties leaving next year. And the third story is about how you can own a part of your favorite team. Let's get into today's Sea Talk. All right, so this first story here um, is a really cool partnership. This happened actually probably a little over a month ago, and just kind of getting back to it as we've we've highlighted some other stories. But um, the NBA is partnering with Microsoft on really all of their new tech needs. Um, I think it's going to be great that the Microsoft CEO talked about how it's really aimed at bringing fans closer to the game and the players they love. Um, it's expected to use a lot of like machine learning and AI in around the Microsoft Azure system. Uh, Taylor, what do you think about this story? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind 100% of the time is common. I would now love if Common gave the intro to every like arena around the around the country to start the game. Like imagine like you walk in and it's Common to you know explain your today you know today's like fan festivities to, for like the Hawks. Like with AI, anything is possible. Welcome to State Farm Arena. Look around you. The immersion that you see goes deeper than the ocular vision that you see within yourself. So we allow you to expand your horizons because AI takes you there. We go from stone crest to stone mountain, soaring like the hawks and the eagles flying together. That's where we take you. We uplift you because with AI, the future is now. Enjoy your fan experience. Like it'd be amazing. Just have it every 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 time, and just give me the breakdown of what we got. That's all I could think about. But it's it's Microsoft taking it on to a next level uh, with the NBA. Should be should be fun. That was uh that was great. That was one of your better ones. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's probably the best one since uh, Steve a few months ago. <laughs> that was good. Uh, but I mean, so what you're going to be able to do, I would assume, is just get that full immersion as a fan. And it kind of the first thing that really thought to me, though, was, you know, how like you have the old school, um, you know, baseball fans that love to listen to the radio, bring their bring their stat book, really get into the data of the game. And so you can do that from a different perspective, because I don't think you could really ever follow it like that basketball because it's so fast paced. You look up at the scoreboard, see who's scoring, see who has fouls. But now, you know, for that fan that really just likes to sit there, enjoy the game from that analytical standpoint or just see it from a deeper dive, you can have your Coke, you can have your popcorn, sit in the stands, do what you would normally do at your house. But now you can do it at this at the arena and get the full game experience as well as what you like to do at your home, checking stats, uh, you know, getting the behind the scenes look and you can do it all at the stadium now, which is going to be fantastic for those fans. It's really geared towards them, I think. Yeah, it is. And, you know, Microsoft, obviously, you know, you see their uh, their tablets and everything on the sideline for the NFL with that partnership. Uh, it's it's going to be great. I think mm-hmm. uh, for what Microsoft suite of products right now, I think it, it to your point, really 
is, is going to advance the game and advance the, the essentially the, the ability for fans to interact and watch at the same time. It's going to be super cool. So I'm, I'm very excited to see this. Uh, something that I didn't know just to kind of, uh, as, as we kind of get out of the story, revenues for last season for all 30 teams were around $9 billion. So this partnership should be incredibly lucrative uh, for Microsoft. You know what? I, I think that's a great segue into kind of the second story. If you want to tee into that one, I know you were going to get there, but I thought that was a perfect segue into the the, the new thing that they're they're doing with uh, with all these teams and management. Yeah, no, I kind of was setting that up, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting where there's so much revenue out there, and this the second um, story is about really NBA players becoming virtual coaches. Um, with a partnership deal that the NBA union or NBA PA kind of put together with uh, an app called Famer. So Famer works with clubs to produce custom videos of their unique training curriculums, which could then be used to create workouts that are distributed to athletes that use the Famer app. Uh, within how the NBA is, is hoping to use it is obviously be able to record a couple guys doing something. They can then talk and, and, give some uh, instruction to kids or really kind of whoever wants to use the app, uh, which is super cool. And that aspect will be free. But then the other part of this, what I think is super cool uh, and Taylor, what you were kind of touching on there is as a, as a up and coming player, you could record yourself uploaded to the Famer app and then get instruction back from your favorite athletes. Very similar to what happens at a camp, right? Because of where we are with COVID because of everything going on, don't know if camps are going to happen. A lot of guys do it. Chris Paul is, is a huge example of that, where he does a couple camps throughout the throughout the season and, and in the off season. They might not have that ability. Uh, right. And the NBA PA has positioned their players in a great in a great way uh, with this partnership with Famer. Yeah, and uh, you know the company and the players would share the re- that revenue that they would generate. Uh, if, if you you know you, you obviously I would assume any parent's going to buy in to be able to have that one-on-one direction uh, for their child from, you know, WNBA player, NBA player gets them on that right guidance, gets their, gets their, you know, inspiration up more. So, so I think it's a really good opportunity. I, I, I see where this is kind of headed and I hope the players did the deal correctly in partnership with the NBA, because what you're able to do here, because you're going to, you're going to be able to tap into markets down in Brazil, really connect with, with kids in China. If you're able to, you know, have it transcribed through subtitles. Uh, I mean, but basketball is one language you can, you can obviously through, you know, motions not have to worry about that language barrier to be able to break down and help a child. Obviously it makes it easier, but you can be like, you know, shake your hand to the screen and say, that's not the way you should do it this way. Should dribble here, go like that, be in defensive stance this way. So what I think you could see happening and through the gathering of data from where you see the most videos coming back, you know, area wise, the NBA is going to be like, oh, why don't we now go throw a developmental place down there? You know, now they're going to be able to have these dibs and finding kids and then you can throw, you know, $250,000 contract to give a kid a, a possibility in the G League or direct a college in that direction so I would hope players uh, after the fact can have a hopeful possible quote unquote finders fee 
that they all will then be able to share because you can't or you can't really pinpoint a certain area. But look at where if they did do it that way, how much I'll put it in the B word billions you could eventually start make you can make off of this idea of being able to find talent in areas without having to physically go there and scout. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I don't know if they're, they're thinking too much on that part. I mean, I, I think scouting happens at so many levels and AAU is so expansive now, mm-hmm. even from, you know, when we were going through AAU, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely insane now with like kids that are 11 and 12, 13 years old, right. Getting this attention from, uh, really everybody. Yeah. Uh, but it is interesting to your point about the revenues. So the company and players will share the revenue that's generated um, through, you know, through things that, that cost uh, money on the app. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's super interesting. I think it's a great idea to your point. So they are calling it, uh, you kind of alluded to it, but just make sure. So the NBA PA, it's going to be called the training ground is the name of the virtual program. So I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me, what was that game that had like a training ground? It was like the blacktop. Well, back in Madden, the- you had Madden 04. You had training camps back in Madden 04. You do have the blacktop when it comes to uh, NBA 2K. NBA 2K wasn't has there another top. one though? Uh, no, they do. But like, wasn't there another one where you would just go and what game? I feel like it was the one with like Jason Kidd on the front. NBA Live 2002? Was that what that was? That's a long time ago. Kid was on NBA Live. I do. I remember him on the cover there. Nets jersey, I think. What do you yeah. think about I, – I do find it interesting, though, that Aaron Gordon and Andre Drummond are the first two kind of participants of this new virtual program. Yeah. Why – you getting – like, uh, Drummond ain't the big fundamental. If you're teaching fundamentals – why wouldn't you go for the marquee players that would love that revenue? Uh, Tim Duncan obviously doesn't need the money, but he's like, oh, you know what? I can, you know, this is obviously it's on the ground where it's coming off the ground, but it's just an additional revenue stream and I barely have to do anything. And with COVID, you have to find these revenue streams just to maintain, you know, living styles. If that's, I don't worry about that with Tim Duncan. If you know who Tim Duncan is, if you don't know who, who he is, imagine a very tall human being that wears Nothing but just the baggiest of clothes. Stylish, but baggiest of clothes. Looks like a, a vagabond of, uh, of sorts. And just a down-to-earth hermit. That is Tim Duncan. Oh, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm doing a real quick search. So Andre Drummond has... Actually, they both do. Andre Drummond and Aaron Gordon both have 1.2 million followers on Instagram. So maybe it is... Ah, you want the influencer route. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's more of the... They, of course, they want. I mean, they're both NBA players, so let's just let's start at that point, right? That's their basis. Um, but to your point, a little bit more of the influencer rather than like someone that's going to be just truly giving you some amazing instruction. Right? I mean, that's nothing the, against both of those guys. That's just, the day and age. I just can't imagine if I'm a parent and I get on this app or something. I'm like, hey, who you know, who'd you submit your video to? They're like, oh, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. <laughs> Didn't he just like have five travels last game? Like, why are you why are you getting in, get, someone give me my money back? Give, give me my money back right now. <laughs> That's no disrespect. It is not yeah. Andre Drummond, but like I just Yukon, uh yeah, you know. But yeah, it, it is the truth. Like you don't associate fundamental learning from 
Andre Drummond or Aaron Gordon. I just know Aaron Gordon for dunking. He's a very explosive player and he's, you know, developing for the magic looking good, but I wouldn't go and just automatically think of fundamentals from there. Like you said, no disrespect. It is what it is. Uh, but I think you hit a nail, <laughs> nail in the head there. They're getting, it's the year of the clouts, the year of the, the, the influencer. If they have a big following, uh, that's the best way to get your product off the ground. And then you can bring in others as it goes, but you need to get these kids, uh, the product in front of these kids. And that's the only way you can go about it. You know, you'll probably see a TikToker promoting this at some point, somehow. Right. That's, just, that's the world that we're in right now. Um, doesn't fully make sense to, to the older folk out here. I'm not saying I'm, I'm old, old or anything like that, but that's the model that people are going right now to get these eyeballs onto new products. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so our last story here is something we've talked about previously. Um, it was something that Adam Silver had floated for a while is ownership stakes within the NBA. And they have now partnered or looks like reportedly partnered with, I hope I say this correctly, Dial Capital uh, to build and fund um, the ability for people to acquire stakes in NBA teams. Um, how much the firm right now is attempting to raise is still under wraps. Still, like they haven't uh, announced that, but Dial has recently just raised uh, their largest fund, which is nine billion, and they have twenty-three billion in assets. So, very good at what they do. And yeah, should be really interesting. I also found it interesting that. Uh, I believe I believe Axios reported this that um, who was this? Yeah, Arctos Sports Partners, um, which is launched by former Madison Square Garden president David O'Connor, uh, had raised between one and one point five billion with the intent to invest uh, anywhere between twenty and thirty three hundred million in North American sports teams, uh, which is super interesting. And one of his quotes, or kind of like summarizing one of his quotes, was that. He believed right now with everything going on with COVID that he could buy in at 50, 50 to 70% discount because of the pandemic. I mean, it's opportunities out here to, if you have money, to make money. Unfortunately, that's the, that's the name of the game. It's the way it goes. But this is a really interesting move. Um, it, I mean, you just gave the revenue breakdown of how much the NBA brought in last year. And it's interesting to me the panic button that's been hit across all sports for the first time in let's say 10 plus years that owners are going to be see, you know, being in the red at the end of the end of the day for a lot of their organizations because of COVID. So it's like this one year hit in these past four month, three and a half month timeframe, uh, has shaken the sports world to its core from a revenue standpoint. Right. And it's just, it's really interesting to see that like the model, the business model that not only your small business companies take, it just goes up the chain all the way across, you know, the great USA of how companies and businesses are run to where if you're out of, you know, if you don't have your, you know, mainstream lined, source of income that you're that you're proposing or thinking about for the year there's no way that you can sustain yourself without it you know what i mean and it's just interesting how thin the profitability is 
across the board for a lot of major major companies and how companies are run. It's a thin line between chaos and, and organization. And uh, I think that's really exposing a lot of things with COVID. I think this is it's interesting that you know that this partnership is happening. It's not happening. It happens in all sports except for the NFL that they allow this to happen in. So uh, COVID is really um, showing a lot of things. So I mean, what's what's your feel on you know owners ownership right now mm-hmm. across the board through all sports? Obviously, we're this is an NBA topic, but I think this this speaks to a bigger thing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I, I think you were you were I thought you were kind of you were getting to a point which I think is super interesting is you have to have a very good leadership and CEO, um, not only in times like this but really to to put you in the right position um, to be profitable and to have to have your organization in a position that it can be profitable for long stretches of time, right? Uh, a lot of times people come in as CEOs and they they do some quick things and they get some quick cash and it looks like wins on paper, but then there's so many other areas where they're missing. And all of a sudden something like this happens. And you're like, Oh, we're it's like, exactly. Like we, we haven't been in a good position. Right. Um, I, to your, to your direct question about the investing part, I think it's what Adam Silver is doing is he's, he's essentially infusing more money into the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think they have to do that because of how much money they lost off of the China everything that happened with the Hong Kong tweet and Daryl Morey. And it's smart. Adam Silver wanted to do this prior to this, but I think it now expediated the process, right? To him being like, we need a partner. We need people that understand how to, how to raise money, how to raise that capital and, and, and how to infuse it into our teams. to not only prop up the evaluation of the teams, but also make them something of more of an asset. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's a perfect, to your point, man, it's, if you have the money right now, it is a perfect time to really get into sports. We all understand like the difficulty right now, but imagine as sports come back. I mean, we all, I mean, everyone kind of feels like this is, we need sports in our life. I mean, 5.8 million people have been just continually watching documentaries, right? Mm-hmm. On sports figures, Lance Armstrong, Michael Jordan, NASCAR even did 5.8. Finally, they, they had good numbers. Like we all understand that this is a big part of our lives. And I think because of that, people are going to want to spend more on those experiences to make them part of their lives moving forward. Yeah. And especially like, you know, you're doing well in life just, you know, from a, from an individual standpoint. And you you are, say, you know, invested in a small portion with this a large investment group. And then they get in with the, you know, we're in, from Atlanta, but, you know, let's say they get in with the Hawks on the back end of things because you need that cash flow to come in right now. And like, uh oh, you have really no say, but. You can get those box tickets when you need it. Uh, it's going to be a Tuesday night game, but there's there's so there's a lot of benefits. I'm just I'm kind of joking where I'm around. Actually super, that's where I'm actually very interested in, like how they're going to set it up, right? Right. Um, and there's multiple ways that <clears throat> startups raise money. Multiple ways that uh, VCs and investment firms make are are raise money. So it'll be interesting to see how they do it in an attempt, like in an attempt to put it somewhere. Like, what if you what if you, to your point, you're from Atlanta and you're like, all right, you know, I'll invest in this, uh, in this fund. So you guys will invest it, but like, I only want it in, into the Hawks, right? Right. You know what I mean? But what yeah. if the Hawks like only have a few? It, it, I think it gets a little tricky there, but it'll be it'll be super interesting to see how they make it work. 
It will. And uh, it, definitely in the paperwork, they'll say that, you you know, <laughs> you have no right to speak at the table <laughs> for exactly. anything. You're exactly. just here to back up for money and you can get some tickets um, and obviously get like the club lounge or anything like that. But when it comes to, you know, major decisions, you, you have no say for anything. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would assume will ha- will happen. But yeah, it's it's gonna be it'll be interesting if the NFL at some point in time follows suit. It doesn't seem like they'll ever need it. Just being honest, I mean, I'm kind of I'm answering my own question a little bit, but still want to throw it out there just for how big the NFL is. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you could see a team like the Dolphins, where the 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 city costs are just so outrageous that you they would don't love play it in Miami though. Right, that's why the stadium's so far outside. But with no, it's I mean it's in it's in Miami, but it's still you can see it when you land in into Miami. No, it's, it's not in downtown it's not, Miami. It is not close to Miami. It's not downtown Miami. It's still it's still Miami, but it's like a 20 minute trip outside the city. I it's like it's I can't remember I, the exact town or the exact location, but it's I not I want to say it's actually a little longer than that. But yeah, I mean it's similar probably to how But that's why the stadium's out there. Of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, Marlins Park is right downtown, as opposed to where the Dolphins play, which is I forget the town too off the top of my head. But yeah. it's similar to how I think Boston set up, and obviously Boston services New England, or excuse me, the Patriots service New England, but they're not anywhere close to Boston. You know what I mean? Yeah, that one's that one's completely different. Like Foxborough is nowhere close. No, nowhere close. At least right. from Hard Rock, you can see downtown Miami. There's no way you can see. There, it's a stretch. I mean, yeah, you, you can. You can like, see that from the from the from the bleeds. You can see downtown Miami. You can see the skyline. You're outside. So the way Miami is, though, I looked at it like how Core Gables was for the old also Orange Bowl. Right. It's right. yeah, it is. But you can still see from the nosebleeds downtown Miami. I just can't think of the town or the skirt outskirts of where. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium is currently, but yeah, for organizations like that, you I, I you would definitely see them trying to go in this route. I think um, to partner, especially with Jeter and and that group for the Marlins, it's those type of cities where those costs are so extreme um, for leasing that property and for what they're losing at the gate uh, currently. Yeah, this is COVID. COVID is turning so much stuff on your head. Sorry for. If we're if you're if you're if you're trying to if you wish you could chime in to to give a little comment we would love to hear it. Uh, obviously, at all things sports tech Atlanta, that's where you can find us at on Instagram, Twitter, uh, social media post. I guess uh, you're right. It's it's twenty. It's, the, it's like twenty minutes. Yeah, it's Miami. It's, it's just Miami Gardens. Yeah, it's just the outskirts. It's you can see it when you're flying in. You look over, you can see the four spires. You know, around Hard Rock Stadium, but. It's far. It ain't. It, you ain't looking at South Beach, or you can't walk to South Beach from the stadium. Um, but COVID has really flipped organizations on their head when it comes to to revenue, um, and especially just around the country. We continue to hope that everyone's safe and that you. I know people are going through tough times, but uh, you can find the happy moments within uh, those small moments uh, right now that we're all living. So continue to stay safe out here, and and uh, if you can prosper, prosper the best way possible. Um, cause it's, uh, the light is, the light is at the, we can still we can see the light at the end of the tunnel a little bit and we're, we're getting there together, but, um, it's just going to take some time, a little it time. Will. It will. Yeah. Very good words. So yeah. Appreciate you all jumping into our joining uh, seed talk and we'll see you next week.